Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. It's Chris Byer, as always, with Jim Martin. Hello, Jim. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Going good. We're back again. Back again. We're we back I did again. not did not ex- I don't think anybody expected this, which is emergency podcast surprise. number two. Uh last week, uh me, you, and our guest here, Jeff Grayson. Hello, Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jim. Good yeah, we got again. together for the first Packers playoff game. We assumed it would probably be a one and done, but the Packers won. We're gonna be taking on the San Francisco 49ers. So we gotta talk about the game that was just played. We got to talk about the game that is yet to come. Jim has assured me he's got a lot to say. So, uh, well, let's instead of me asking a question about the game that just happened, let's just go with the basic takeaway. Let's start with Jim. What's your basic takeaway from the game that we just saw? Oh man, my uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My my takeaway is that uh, everything went the Packers' way. I mean, like you know, it was. It was, it was amazing. I guess my, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I'm still kind of in shock that of the way the game went. I think there's, I'm not alone in this, but, uh, but I think my takeaway is that Lafleur was incredibly well prepared offensively for sure, uh, for this game. I mean, he, you know, Jordan Love looked great, but a lot of his receivers were wide, wide, wide open. And that's all got to do with the scheme. And, and the play calling and 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 the practicing that they did with that stuff. So, um, I guess that's right. my takeaway was that our coach was thankfully incredibly well prepared for this game. You know, when I was watching the game, I watched most of the I watched the first half and kind of checked in every now and then the second half. But when the Packers got up fourteen to nothing, I started thinking if there was a current line going on, the Packers would have been favored at that point. I would think <laughs> because you know they were up so much, Jeff. Uh, when they got up 14-0, how confident were you that this game was theirs? I, w- I wasn't totally confident that the game was theirs at that point, but I think what we were hoping for, and by the way, I always like being on with you guys, but to be on this way as a surprise bonus is is awesome. I, yeah. I And it just goes to show that how, how much do people really know? Right. When you're promoting a team, when you're when you're with a sports team and you're trying to promote a team, there's nothing better than a young team with promise because you're selling hope. You're selling the future and you and you've got these guys, you know, they're going to be good, but they were loose. And like Jim said, when passes were completed, there was nobody around. And the reason I was hopeful when it was 14, nothing, but not completely, you know, sold that they could pull this off, but looking confident. Jordan Love off the charts, yes. But to me, the guy, Aaron Jones, when he's yep. in the game, they are a totally different team. He he doesn't even catch the ball as much anymore because they've got all these receivers. But they ran the ball, and they kept running the ball and kept staying committed to running the ball, which opened up the passing game even more. So because they were able to run the ball early and they got that 14 nothing lead, all I was hoping for was that they gave them a good game and put – made those uh, people who were so down on this game and people who thought the Cowboys were just going to cruise to next week. I just thought, let's make them, give them a scare, right? Yeah. 
Yep. When it got to 14 nothing and they were running the ball that way, I thought they're using up a lot of clock on the first scoring drive. Yeah. So we, we got to the end of the first quarter, and I thought, my gosh, that's one quarter in the books. You know? Yep. So, right. so I was yep. confident, but not 100%. Right. It's funny you say they were, they stayed committed to the run. They stayed committed to the run because it was working. I mean, like, like they were getting seven, mm-hmm. 10, 12 yards of run. Like, yep. why, why wouldn't you say with that? You know, yep. I just want to make a point about this running game thing while we're on it. Um, I actually think, and this is nothing against, uh, personally against AJ Dillon. I think he and I are, are good friends. We're, we're tight, you know, so I don't want to say, but, uh, I think we're a better team when he's not on the field because I think we try and use him to get him in there to give Jones a little break and he's just not as good. He will get two right. yards, three yards maybe. Yeah. This he's a he's a bruising back. He's not the he's right. not the slice and dice kind of back that Jones is. And when we're forced to use Jones, we are getting these sustained drives, sustained running game the entire time. Instead of like Dylan will come out, we'll get like maybe a three or maybe a six and out, you right. know, like boom, you know, something like that, because he's just not that kind of back. So right. we're having longer, longer third downs and that kind of thing. I think it's an advantage to just go with Jones the whole time. And I know they had Taylor and Wilson in there a little bit here and there, um, and they weren't doing anything right. really against, uh, against right. that defense. So yeah, I think Jones has that burst. I like, yeah. I love AJ Dillon because he loves Wisconsin. He's yep. Mr. D- right. He's got the key to Door County. You yep. hate to lose guys who love being in Wisconsin in year-round. So we love yeah, A.J. Yeah. Dillon. We love Quadzilla. He, to me, from when we grew up, he would have been the classic blocking back. Yes. And then once in a while, you do like Sam Bam Cunningham from inside the two- or three-yard mm-hmm. line, right? He'd yep. be there. If he could just be a blocking back, unfortunately, he's a free agent. He's going to want running back kind of money, yep. which I get. But, yeah, it's totally different because Jones gives that burst. He can cut back. And, and AJ is just a, a different back. I'd still like him yep. in there for his blocking, but you know what? On one of the biggest plays for the Packers offense in the game, remember the block that, that Aaron Jones put on Micah uh, Parsons? Heard he heard actually him. heard him. Yeah. He makes that block as if he's AJ Dillon. So, yep. you know, the Cowboys made a few mistakes. That was another thing, Chris, when you asked how confident I was. The Cowboys were off too. I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, they, they made the penalty on the punt early. They jumped off. They, they did, they jumped off sides when the Packers were inside like the six yard line. The, they didn't help themselves either, but the Packers were locked in. And I remember Tom Rinaldi, the Fox reporter right before the game said, I talked to Matt LaFleur and he said, you know what? He, his thing he said on the air was, screw it. We're going to throw some haymakers. I just love the fact that they weren't tight. It's like, we're going to leave yep. it all out there. And they need Absolutely. to do the same thing this week, too. Yep. The uh, uh, This might be our third or fourth year of doing these Packer uh, playoff previews. And each of the other years, the Packers were the favored team by a lot. They were the Dallas, you know, yep. favored by, by a touchdown or so. Jim, is there any question in your mind that uh, this team – went farther with uh, Love behind the uh, as quarterback as uh, other than Rodgers being the quarterback. Would they have as good a year, you think, with Rodgers at quarterback as they've had with Love? Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm going to borrow from uh, the, the announcers yesterday, Greg Olson and uh, I forget the other guy. But they were talking about how um, – <laughs> Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart, yeah, yeah, right, right. And uh, they were talking about how um, – Again, back to like Lafleur's scheme. It was Lafleur's scheme, and and the way they they work things out. And I, I obviously I you know the times that I was in the locker room, I didn't hear anything like this. But uh, but you know obviously I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know how much Rogers uh, was 
pushing against that or how much resistance there was to stick stick with the scheme. I did see something today online that that a guy kind of analyzed. It was Dan Orlovsky. He's great with analyzing stuff. Mm-hmm. But he analyzed um, one play and he said, you know, this shows me that Jordan Love still had the authorization to check out a plays. If he saw something, Lafleur had confidence in him to let, let him change the play. Um, but I think they're more on the same page than Lafleur and Rogers were. And I, I think I think Lafleur and Rogers, for whatever reason, I think they, as much as they didn't want to admit this, I think they butted heads more than than they let on um, from from day one. Uh, Jeff, do so, you think that's true that that maybe Rogers had too much say in the offense last year? Yeah, I think it, I think it's the problem with one thing with the great things of medical science now. These quarterbacks play instead of retiring at thirty four. They, you know, Tom Brady played into his forties, and they get that much more clout. And that's you know they get they they have that much more weight with what they do and what they say. You know, a year ago, Aaron Rodgers had the same opportunity to to get into the playoffs on the last day of the regular season. He didn't. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to be a Hall of Famer. We don't know. Let's let him. Aaron Rodgers did two things that I do respect that I know, you know, we, a lot of we're tired of the drama. Publicly, he always supported Jordan Love this yep. year. He still does. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really classy of him. And so so he did that. And he also said during the season, he we always have to make him the greatest thing or the worst thing. Just let him grow, that sort of thing. Well, here's what Jordan Love did that Aaron, jo- that Aaron Rodgers didn't. In the offseason, all those receivers – flew out to California to be with Jordan Love in the offseason. That's the kind of stuff that Brady did, and that's the kind of stuff that Peyton Manning did. I don't know if they did it in California. I think they did it more where they were playing. They'd go to a high school. Peyton Manning was famous for going to a high school and having his Colts receivers and later Broncos receivers throw to him all day. And they said, geez, why are you doing this? Like, well, you know what? We work out way before training camp. We get that timing down. He's got all those receivers who are close to him in age, and they they went out to California. California to to do that. I thought that was great. And then every week he has a meet. He has uh, everybody over for dinner to uh, to build that camaraderie with the offense. I'm not saying that's why they beat the Cowboys. I'm just saying I don't know. As far it's an interesting question with with Rogers. All I know is with those young receivers, those young receivers, and all the things about with Rogers not wanting. He he didn't want to work with young receivers anymore. I mean, he yeah. just he showed up in in July for training camp. It's like I'm ready to go. I'm a Hall yeah. of Famer. He, Love was smart to to yeah. do that because yeah. these are he had all first and second year receivers and tight ends. This is unheard of. This is yeah. uncharted water yeah. for a playoff team. Maybe yeah. for a team that's going to go two and fifteen, yeah. but for a team to do this, we've never been here, guys. Yeah, yeah. you know that that's uh, that's really interesting. That um, that, that cohesion. Of the team, you know, the other thing that they pointed out uh, in the game yesterday was um, they don't have one big playmaker, which means that, number one, all those guys there and also being first and second year guys, they are just happy to see the field. They are excited to be there. They're doing what they can to stay there and stay on the field so that they, uh, you know, can can stay with that team and that Mm -hmm. team atmosphere. But the other thing is you don't get the one guy who's squawking in your ear all the time about, I need that ball. I need that ball. Give me that the ball. Diva. The diva. You don't have yeah. that. And so there's no pressure on yeah. uh, Love to get it mm-hmm. to one specific. He can literally look for the open guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care what the number is on his jersey. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Whereas if you got a, and not saying that Devontae Adams is a diva, but you got a guy like Devontae Adams who's clearly a fantastic right. wide receiver and you want to get the ball to him as much as you can, you're always looking in his direction first. 
And then maybe you're checking down, but you're always focused on that dude. And you mm-hmm. saw that two years ago when Adams was on our team and he was hurt a couple times. Rodgers played better. He spread the ball around more, yeah. and they they played better as a team. And yeah. then Devontae Adams would come back, and they tank. You think like, oh, yeah. great, it's gonna be awesome. We get Adams back. No, yeah. it, it's almost yeah. it's so counter. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You look at the percentage yeah. of throws to Adams, right. how much he had. He felt he had to do that. I covered the Vikings for a long time, and they had Chris Carter. And I can't tell you how many times sure. Chris Carter would be in Dante Culpepper's ear when Dante Culpepper was just starting out in his career, and right. he would. He would borderline embarrass him. And finally, Culpepper had enough and Moss had enough. And you're right, that that is a factor and that's part of the cohesion. We were just hoping for, like we said in our summer, I remember I said to you guys, poise and potential. We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing both from these guys. And I think it's totally, you're right on the money about that group of receivers and the relationship with the quarterback. We're seeing it with the tight ends too. You're not having to deal with that. Yeah. Their challenge in about four years will be how to afford all those guys yep. and how to make sure that you don't have what the Hall of Fame basketball coach Pat Riley called the disease of me, right? Yes. You got to keep that cohesion and hunger. So yep. it's yes. a great problem to have. And it's, it's one reason we love, we love the Packers no matter what. Everybody does, right? All of our Packer fans, but. You really love what these guys are doing. I don't mean any pun on Jordan's last name. Right. Right. Uh Jim, uh yeah. how much are you still after the the scalp of Joe Barry after this game? Um the defensive coordinator. Still am. I, I you know, I, I I mean, I I it's clearly it's it's getting better. But um a couple things about that. Number one, I still saw them play zone when man-to-man was working. And when they played zone, they just got destroyed. There was 30-yard 30, 30 pass here. And, and, um, and I think that uh, uh, I, I don't want to take the credit away from the defense because they played a great game. But Dallas made a lot of mistakes. Prescott mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes. I mean, a lot of bad passes. Was that because we pressured him? I don't know. Maybe um, I, I, some of it wasn't. Some of it was just bad decision making. Whatever. But um, certainly in the last couple of weeks, I think things have gotten better. Uh, but then they they let him march, and I know I know garbage time. But they let him march down the field. I mm-hmm. was way more nervous about the end of that game than anybody ever should have been. I was too. Uh, you know, and 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 number one thing I would do is cut Mister Slayton. That dude's got to mm-hmm. go. And if Chris, I don't know if you know this name, but this is the guy who picked up a guy by his face mask and threw him down on the ground when the Cowboys were driving back, driving down to make to mm-hmm. try and make it a two score game and mm-hmm. basically put him like at the, I don't know, the 10 yard line or something. Yeah. So like, like gave him a 15 yard for zero reason. They, they were arguing, yeah. arguing, arguing. He had all the time in the world to think about his actions and he mm-hmm. still chose to pick this guy up by his head and throw yeah. him down. Mm-hmm. What are I you Two inches, play? two inches from the referee. Exactly. He's like, he's like, like the referee is like, almost. Like right on top of him. Yeah, right. that was that. Yeah, that was bad. That, Sorry, I didn't like, mean to interrupt if, you. Yeah, if yeah, if they don't find that guy, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So anyway, so but that's part of the discipline with the defensive coordinator. Now, am I blaming Joe Barry for this guy being an idiot? Not completely, <laughs> of course. But but um, but it's his defense, you know. And they, and they let him get kind of get back. Now I know they took like Walker was sitting, Preston Smith was sitting. They yeah. showed him sitting down. That's Lafleur's decision, I'm sure. And yeah. and I. I get that, and that's maybe part of something we, we I want to talk about later is right decision, wrong decision. When do you pull those guys? You know, you don't want them getting hurt, but you don't want this, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, we can talk about that in a minute. But anyway, so, yeah, I I, th- I still think um, uh, hopefully I, it just feels like 
hopefully he's kind of learned his lesson. I don't know how to say it any better than that. You know, he's, he's finally learning what works and sticking with it. That's a better yeah. way to put it. Jeff, uh, Jim was pretty confident in the last uh, podcast where he said, Joe Barry's got to go, even if they make it to the Super Bowl. Do you think he's got to go? No questions asked. It is tricky. The more, the more they win, I still would really take a long studied look if I'm LaFleur at the whole, at the whole season, because I still see as a, someone who's watching, I still see situations where wide receivers are being covered by running backs. I mean, by linebackers, forgive me. (laughs) And I, and I, I think to myself, how is this continuing to happen? You Mm -hmm. know? And, and, and so I've still, I still would lean towards, uh, that is a stronger possibility than not. But I think he's got to look at the whole season. I think it, to just look at it now, in the last few games, I'm not still, I'm, I'm not sold. I, I'm, the more they win, I'm becoming a little less aggressive about that move, but mm-hmm. I still think, I still think LaFleur's got to really, got to really study it. On the other hand, they've changed coordinators a lot. And yeah. I mean, they got to, he's got to figure out who they are and, um, you know, Quay Walker last year as a rookie made some some plays that you know got thrown out of some games. He's yeah. learned this year, but um, I, I guess I can't give you a firm yes or no. But I'm more leaning towards yes. Mm-hmm. But but Lafleur's got to really study that. It sure was nice, I will say, to have Jair Alexander back. Yeah. Um, and this, by the way, was the yeah. I think this, by the way, was the the first game all season where all the Packers skill players were healthy. Yeah. Watson didn't do much, but he was on. So. Right. Um, so, but uh, McDuffie got hurt yesterday. I'm not yeah. sure if he's going to play. That hurts. Yep. Um, Corey so, Walker. They said they said Walker got hurt and Alexander Walker got hurt again. and yeah. Alexander. Um, but I still lean towards yes, having him go. But um, he's definitely making the case a little more intriguing. Yeah. That reminds me. I did. I did see. I think it was Devondre Campbell was trying to cover C.D. Lamb at one point. I think I saw mm. something like ridiculous. That's like, what. It, yeah. What and I thought, on? what is going on here? Yeah. Now, luckily, they didn't. They only had like a two-yard play there, but whatever. Yeah, safety. Yeah. Now, yeah. I I don't want to go down too far down this next road because we got to get onto the next opponent, San Francisco. You're Jerry Jones. Do you sign Dak to a long-term contract? Do you get rid of McCarthy? Well, oh, Jim. Ooh, I um, I've never been a huge Dak Prescott fan. I just I don't know what it is. I mean, he and he and uh uh. Ezekiel Elliott came on the scene and they were, you know, buddy, buddy, feed me all this kind of garbage. It just felt very, uh, juvenile, but you know, that's because that's not my team, right? If that's your team, you love that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I've never been a huge Dak Prescott fan. He, you know, he made some mistakes. There's, there's kind of the, 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 the jab on him is that, you know, big games, he kind of shrivels up and, and, um, and that, that may be true or, you know, maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's something, maybe it's different coaching. I don't know. Um, McCarthy, you know, McCarthy is in the same spot he was in with the Packers, right? He kept taking him to the playoffs, taking him. I mean, he's done a great job with the Cowboys, rebuilding their team, getting back to, to the point where they make the playoffs and they're a dominant team throughout the season. And then, and then this happens, you know, but at the same time, I don't know if it's necessarily McCarthy's fault. Honestly, we, we are red hot. I mean, we are red, red hot right now. And like Jeff said, we have all of our skill players and this is the way we can operate with our skill players. And that's, that's what the, the, the league is seeing. I think right now, I think now again, there's one game. It could have been an anomaly. I don't know, but it feels, 
it feels pretty great. It feels like we can do no wrong at this point. Um, so he might have just accidentally been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Jerry Jones, I, I, I think they're going to let him go because I think they're going to want Belichick. I think Jerry Jones is a big, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's an optical, he wants good optics, you know, uh, mm-hmm. wants a team, you know, he's a lot of uh, flair and fanfare right. with his team. And Belichick right? would be that. And I think Belichick would be something like that, right? Um, and uh, but I, but I think McCarthy's got to have a landing spot. I mean, he's he's a he's he's a good coach. You know, we we talked a little bit about last week about how um, you know seems to repeat at least with the Packers, he was repeating his play calling, and that that got him into trouble later. He wasn't wasn't adapting. But I still think he's a good coach. He's a good guy. He's players seem to love him. You know, so he's going to land somewhere if he gets let go. I think he will get let go. Yeah. But Jeff, uh, I mean. Dak is going to be up for what, 40, 50 million a year, something like that. He'll probably get paid in the top five quarterbacks in the league. Is he worth it? No. Uh, I think he right now, without restructuring it, I think is $50 million next season. And they got to figure out what to do. And I think teams (laughs) make a big mistake. Unless you're convinced that the guy is going to get you to the promised land. It's like, well, we got to pay him. We got to pay him top dollar. Got to pay him <laughs> Joe Burrow money. We got to pay him Brady money. We got to pay, you know. Joe, he, look, look at, look at, sorry, look, look at, at the contract room. Joe Flacco had after he went to the Super Bowl. Somebody said Joe Flacco is the best quarterback in this league. Like, <laughs> are you crazy? Anyway, so he got giant money. So that's, I just want to say, you know, yep. kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. yeah, happens, Team, so. teams that teams, the, one of the, one of the ways teams do well, it's not every team is, before a quarterback hits that point in their career where they're up for a mega contract, you surround them with other highly paid players. And then because once that quarterback comes up for all that money, it becomes a real tap dance of how to make it work. We saw it with Rodgers. I do not give him that money, even though I think uh, he seems like a good guy. Dak seems likable and he's good. But if you're looking, I mean, we look at his resume with a lot of really good skill players. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think I don't think he's in the elite, and I don't think you pay a guy who's not in the elite that kind of money. And if you got to find somebody else for less money, then I think you got to do it, or else you got to tell Dak, "Look, you're good, but you're not quite up there." And it's yeah. not all his fault, but you, you know, you asked me for a, a yes/no. As far as McCarthy goes, four years, three division titles. If he were in almost any other situation, it would be. You know, well, they lost. They haven't had some success, but they're building. But in Dallas, they're the Yankees of football. Yep. I would be surprised if he didn't go. McCarthy's a really good guy. His players have loved him. Three division titles in four years. He took over a bad a bad situation after yep. they let Jason Garrett go. As odd as you, you'd think that uh, he'd be a Steinbrenner, but Jerry Jones does stick with his co. He's, he's a pretty loyal person, but I think the way this went down and the fact McCarthy's only got a year left, I don't think he'll stay, but I do think he'll get some interest elsewhere because he's now had two teams that he's built up. Don't forget how when he took over the Packers, he had an, he had far for one year, but they were down. He, the team yeah. that, he came to was bad and the Packers, he helped build them up and the same thing with Dallas. So I think he gets a job somewhere else either next year or the year after. But in my opinion, he's probably gone because um, a bit of a victim of his own success and the high expectations, expectations can kill you. The Packers don't have any right now. Right. And of course Dallas does 
Jeff, no, yeah, we, wait, we haven't wait, mentioned wait, this yet, sorry. but you were hey, a sportscaster for uh, up in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, were you up there during uh, the McCarthy years at all? I was not. Meet, I was there the for the Infante and Holmgren years. Okay. So, so I so wasn't much. there. I wasn't there for uh, McCarthy years. I, okay. I, uh, and then I covered the Vikings after that. Okay. Yes, Jim. Just want to get my hand up. Um, hey, uh, uh, Jeff, I have a question for you about Dak Prescott. If, um, if they let him go, or well, if they, if, you know, if he doesn't take the the fifty million, is there a team out there who's willing to pay him fifty million? Yeah, he, I think he's got to take. I, I, think, I think. I think so. You think so? Think somebody? I think pay somebody him? will pay him. Who, I, I'm I trying to too. think that mid level team that would take him. I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But think, think that's of, a lot think of like, creative of like, bookkeeping. That's a lot of creative bookkeeping to make it work for a court. Yeah, go on. Anyway, keep going. Vikings. Yeah. How about the Vikings? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. What, what about I don't gone? think so. Yeah, yeah. the Broncos because he's younger or the Broncos. But I don't. I'm not smart enough to get how the salary cap, how they yeah, finagle the upfront money with with you know dead money and and all that kind of stuff. I guess my my point is, if you can get him to take a pay cut, then. That's a different argument. Then I yeah, say, okay, yeah. yep. if we're and if we're talking pay cut like thirty million instead of fifty million, right. I mean it's monopoly <laughs> money, <done>. but <laughs> right. if it, it depends on that, Chris. If but if he's expecting the, the kind of money you're giving to the this Lamar. rate over the top, yeah. If you're expecting that, I I don't I don't think he merits that. Yeah, but if right. you can get him on another team, it might do his psyche good to get out of Dallas, even yeah. though McCarthy's been good for his career. It. McCarthy's been good for his career. We shouldn't underestimate the importance of coaching. Favre got great coaching. So did Rodgers. And it looks like Love is getting really good coaching. We can't underestimate that. But if he wants that kind of money, I don't think it's justified. Right. Right. Before we move on to the other game, uh, I just want to point out a couple little things. So I had some issues with the referees this game. I know this, there's, there's very little, there's very little like things to, to, pick at about this game number one we missed another extra point that drives me berserk yeah 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 um, he's got to have competition next summer yeah especially yeah. because that that could have really been bad yes uh number two um lafleur had a really really weird uh um challenge flag challenge thrown. yeah that was really strange and if it was 20 my buddy my buddy pointed out if it was 27 24 i'd be really mad that was terrible that was, there was no reason to throw that flag but it wasn't that situation. So, um, but then the other, so then back to the refs, right? Um, and then we talked about Slayton. That was, those are, those are my nit, my, my picking at nits, I guess. But the referees, they missed a clear head to head shot on, on Jordan Love. And if that was Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or any of the top, corner, Mahomes. Mahomes for sure would have yeah. been, they would, they would have been all over that. Um, <clears throat> and they missed another one with, uh, it, it was, no, sorry, but they, they missed. Then they, they had a horse collar tackle, which wasn't a yep, horse collar. It wasn't, wasn't a horse and, collar. And that absolutely should be reviewable. It's not, but mm-hmm. it should be because it's very clear whether that's a horse collar or not. You should, and, and that should be a booth thing. That should be New York. Right. Looks at I it agree. just like we didn't say, nope, take, take that, take that away. Yep. That's 15 yards. Cowboys so, first touchdown shouldn't have counted either. Half should have ended because he jumped and it was bingo. clear he jumped. That's, that's my last thing about this is that there's clear and, and, there's clear uh, false start on that, and and that that would run the clock down ten seconds, and he never would have had a shot at the at the touchdown. Um, so so these guys again, it's like and it, because it was such a blowout, it didn't come into play, but it really could have. I mean, it, it yeah. you know these these are huge mistakes. A touchdown, a fifteen yard penalty to keep a drive going, 
And then uh, a head-to-head blow that could have, I mean, it wasn't that, it wasn't, right. I'll be I'll be fair, it wasn't that much of a thing, but that's the rule. Head-to-head, mm-hmm. that's a flag. If you yeah. go out to bat the ball and you tap him on the face mask, that's a flag. You hit him in the head. They call that all the time. Why not yesterday? It's tricky. Were they I, just not looking a... in the direction? Is that the... They got know. one guy designated to that quarterback. You know, I don't know, Chris. I mean, because something, because like we were talking about, if it's Mahomes, Brady, Brady's not, I know, Brady's not, Rogers, any of these, any of these guys who squawk about that stuff or they're really watching, they get that flag instantly. Yeah. yeah. I'm agreeing, but assuming yeah. they saw it, that's what I'm well, saying. Well, there's, there's a couple times there yeah. should have, I thought they should have been roughing the pass. And I, I, I respect the, we all respect the officials, but I'm not going to get sidetracked on the, the Lions game, but the Rams could have won that game. They missed a key pass interference call last night that hardly anybody's talking about because the Detroit story is so great, but it's the critical ones that stand out to us. They're only yeah. human. They're doing the best they can. But if we have all this technology, I, I agree with you and I'm glad those plays or, didn't come back to, to haunt or us. Or the one that uh, stood out from a couple weeks ago. When they screwed up that uh, Dallas Detroit game at the end, yeah, maybe yeah, I mean, Detroit fans, maybe one, Detroit yeah. fans are saying, "Hey, you know it, what? It's you yeah. know things even out." But the Rams yeah. could have won that game last, and that was a huge, huge yeah. call. But I also am the first to say I wouldn't want to be an official. It's, yeah, it's, me it's, too. It's, well, it's you know, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about the next opponent, San Francisco. And uh, who knows? Maybe we're doing this again next week. We'll see. But <laughs> San Francisco. Uh, let's start with Jeff. Uh, they're the uh, they're the Las Vegas favorite right now to yes. win the Super Bowl. They should be. They should be. Is that true? I don't want to get too much in the AFC, but uh, you know, Baltimore went well, into went into San yeah, Francisco, beat them pretty good. They did. Does you just said that you believe that they deserve to be the Super Bowl favorite? I this. guess I meant out of the NFC. Okay. Sorry. Okay. About that. Yeah. Sure. And uh, but the next question is, uh, what should we be looking for, and what are their weaknesses? Uh, I'd say, first of all, uh, on off, I think of offense first with them. Uh, Brock Purdy, who is an amazing story, too. Here's a guy who was the last player taken in the draft, and he's third-string quarterback behind you know Trey Lance, who was the third pick, and Jimmy Garoppolo, the glamour guy. He's a great story. When he gets time to throw, he is a fundamentally sound quarterback where you can get him in trouble a little bit, like with any great – with any quarterback is – can you get pressure on him? Yep. Can you get pressure on him? Because right now he reminds me a little bit, and this might be blasphemous, of Montana, Joe Montana, in that I thought Montana was so sound. I just thought he was just he did things right. Not the great uh, Purdy's not the best athlete, but I think he's just he's a, a really smart quarterback. And here's the other thing: he looks really smart when you got the skill players he's got. Yeah. When Debo Samuel is there, you talk. Yeah. We talked about Aaron Jones giving them a burst. De- I mean Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, who they give up a lot for in an in-season trade. You know, last year he's got him. He's got Brandon Ayuk. I mean, the the offense is really good. Their offensive line is really good. They they are a fast team when they get going. I mean they, I mean they've they've got. The horses, and I—I I almost forgot to mention George Kittle, who some of the, the Packer tight ends kind of remind me of a, a little bit. But you have George Kittle, who's who's fantastic and is a great blocker too. He's not just a really good receiver. So they're loaded. They are loaded on offense, but on defense, they're very good too. I mean, there's a reason 
they're the the number one seed when they're healthy. That was that's been one of their problems over the last few years too. You know, Bosa was hurt. Bosa started every game so far. Fred Warner's a great linebacker. They have so many guys. I'm trying to do this as fast as I can, but I would love as a Packer fan to try to see them try to get some pressure on Purdy, but. He may not have to throw that much if they're running the ball effectively with Christian McCaffrey, who rushed for close to 1,500 yards. So, I mean, I don't envy Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur trying to game plan, but I do like if they can just keep this team loose. They've got nothing to lose. But this is a step up from the Cowboys, and I thought the Cowboys were good. This is a step up from them. All right, Jim. I didn't yeah. hear any weaknesses there from Jeff. I asked him if there's any weaknesses. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and, I didn't and, answer and, that. And the, and the, I'm teasing you, but <laughs> – uh, Jim, where is the weakness in the, the 49ers? I don't know. I, I don't know that the whole lot about the 49ers. Um, I was just going to add one more, uh, not a strength is that mid season, they picked up another, uh, D lineman. I don't remember who it was, but some big name that Chase uh, Young. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and they, and so, and that, hmm. When I'm in my fantasy team, I went immediately and picked up the San Francisco defense because I was like, well, they're unstoppable now, <laughs> yeah. which is not yeah. good. Not good today. Third ranked offense and third ranked defense. Right, right. So I think, um, what are their weaknesses? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I know Purdy struggled uh, kind of midseason. Um, and I'm not sure why that is, but if we look at some of those games where he struggled, hopefully they'll find something, some kind of indicator, something, maybe, maybe, uh, those teams are getting more pressure on them or something. I think I think that's one of our one of our problems, uh, and it was not evident in the Bears game. But the Bears' offensive line was not comparable to this one. Um, but is that we can't we don't get a lot of even on Prescott. I don't think we had a lot of pressure on him. Um, so if these guys got one of the one of the premier offensive lines, that, that's and we want to get pressure. How else, how are we going to do it? Are we going to have a blitzer? You know, corner blitz. We haven't seen that a lot this year. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I'll say I'll say this. Maybe yeah. there isn't a weakness to the 49ers, but the strength of the Packers is exactly what you guys talked to about in the last podcast, which is get them to play loose. They played loose against yep. Dallas, yep. and obviously that ball's oblong and things can happen, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I watched uh, the 49ers played up he- here in the Twin Cities. They played the Vikings, and they lost. Um, Purdy got hurt in that game. Turned out he got knocked pretty good, and there uh, was in concussion protocol. Mm. I, I don't think I don't know if they had Samuel in that game. Samuel sometimes has battled injuries, so mm-hmm. has uh, McCaffrey. I think the if they could if they could possibly get pressure on Purdy, he's shown like any quarterback. I mean, he's still really young. Um, mm-hmm. that yeah. to me is, is the key. And that's easier said than done because another guy I didn't mention is Trent Williams or offensive lineman. Who's, uh, I don't know if he still is the highest paid, but he's one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the game. And he's, he's really good too. And he, I think he might've been hurt in that Vikings game that I saw him play up here, but, um, yeah, play loose. Don't be afraid to try things mm-hmm. and why not? Right. There's yeah, no place money. House money. House money. Absolutely. We should all just be grateful for the ride the Packers have taken us on and the future looks so bright. But let's see how they do in this game, right? You know, Chris, I was going to say the maybe the one weakness I can think of right now, and this is a weird thing, is that they've had a, they had a buy. Sometimes that can hurt a team. They can get a little rusty. They can get they're just not quite in the game rhythm. That would maybe be the one thing. But on the, on the flip side of that, of course, 
these guys have been battling injuries have had an extra week to to recover and, and deal with those things. So yeah. um about but, nineteen ninety-five playoffs, Packers at San Francisco in the divisional round. Yeah, the yeah. year before the Packers won the Super Bowl, uh, they smoked them out there. I'm not saying it's yeah. going to happen now, but yeah. there are cases of mm-hmm. that. The Falcons went to Lambeau and shocked us in the first like cold yeah. weather game yeah. at Lambeau. The Packers lost. Things can happen, like Chris said. The ball, you never know which yeah. way it's going to go. But and right. they, they come off flat. I mean, that's what happened to, to the to the the Cowboys. They just just never seem to get in a rhythm. You know, we talked that about was, that, that was Jeff Brady with the in. flat balls with the deflate. Balls. That's a different <laughs> thing altogether. But uh, I will I will say this that um, oh now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say at the beginning of the Packers broadcast the other day they were talking about this idea that you know experience helps, and they said that the less experienced playoff team is slightly has a slightly better winning advantage than the one that's more experienced. Yeah. And that rest versus rust, right? Everybody assumes, I think, that the rest is better. But is it, right? These old right. axioms, are they true? Right. Well, Maybe Jimmy not. Johnson was on before the game because Jimmy Johnson is a great person to have on about that. I mean, yes, he did his Cowboys pep talk at halftime, but before the game, he – he succeeded. He's in the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls with a young team. Now he had Hall of Famers, as it turns out, but it was they were young. He said he he would take he'd take young players anytime as long he cared about how smart they were. Mm, he right, he yeah. loved he valued smart players. He'd rather have a young player who didn't make mistakes. So you could say, "Wow, they're gonna they're gonna make mistakes when they're young." But he didn't buy that. He he mm. was big on he was big on youth. Now. I think the truth might be somewhere in between there, but I think there is something to be said for what did Olson say last? Like you don't know what you don't know. There's something yeah. to be yep. there's something to be said for that with right. with, mm-hmm. with the Packers. The only thing is now they woke up the 49ers in case the 49ers yep. were already looking ahead. They have awakened the 49ers because you know the 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 49ers. I think one of their biggest rivals is Dallas historically. I think there are a lot of people who are hoping like the network people for Cowboys 49ers again. Yeah. Well, the, the 49ers just got awakened by the team that's coming there, you know. Right, right. Yeah. I think if they if they have another rival, I think it might be us. At least, yeah. you know, it was. You historically. Know, yeah, historically. It was back right. to Holmgren leaving San Francisco. He yeah. basically turned the Packers into San Francisco Midwest. I mean, he yeah. brought the assistant coaches with him. He's a Bill Walsh disciple. He coached Montana and Young as an assistant. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there is something to that. Big a different, a different city by the bay. Well right. said. That's yes. Right. <laughs> to, very nicely said. Let me, uh, before we wrap up, because Jim's got to go, we got to get Jim out of here. He's got, he's got a place to be. I just looked at the score. It's 25 9, uh, Buccaneers over Eagles right Interesting. now. Interesting. Is that and, one of your, uh, score? Yeah, is scorigami. Is it? I don't know. It is. It, uh, I was hoping I, for a scorigami. I sent that text yeah. yesterday. It didn't happen. Uh, yeah. We needed another touchdown by the pack or something like that to get it. But, uh, yeah, the Buccaneers and the Eagles, Eagles, you know, uh, again, I don't want to get too far afield. 10 and 1 to start the season. And then they just trailed off. Yeah. Um, and this opens up the, uh, the Packers win opens up a, another home game for the Lions, right? Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I want the Packers to win, but I'm still my, my other dream scenario. If the Packers lose, uh, Lions Bills is still alive. Yep. It, is, how, yep. it is. And how about the NFC North, you guys going forward? Yeah. You got the Lions who are going to be a Super Bowl pick next year for some people. Yeah. The Packers are are looking legit. The Bears have two picks in the top 12 including the number 1 pick. They won 7 games. The Vikings yeah. 
people may pick them last, but without Kirk Cousins, if they had had him healthy and Jefferson healthy, they might have won the division. I know everybody says the AFC North the best division. I'll tell you what, the NFC North to me is the up and coming division now. Yeah. Going yeah, forward, for sure, you got two yeah. of the, two of the final four in a sixteen team conference are from the NFC North. Yeah, right. Packers I'll say line. this: maybe, uh, maybe uh, like Herschel Walker did in the old old days, he'll he'll go from uh, Dallas. Uh, Dak will go from Dallas to the Vikings because are they going to bring back Cousins? They yeah, probably but, want a big name, and if uh, Dak wants a new start, I think a landing pad in in Minnesota might be a good one for him. The is prevailing sentiment call? here is: yeah. can they? Is it possible to sign Cousins to a two-year mm. or three-year deal maximum for a salary that he is still happy with that they can afford while also drafting a quarterback who can learn from Cousins? That's the prevailing sentiment here. The only thing that might wreck that is if somebody goes hard after Cousins because Cousins yeah. is a really good guy, but he basically yep. kind of said, I mean, hometown discount, I'm not sure. He loves yeah. it here. He wants to stay in Minnesota. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. I personally think he will. I think mm-hmm. they'll work it out yeah. because they're going to have a pretty good. They're going to have a good year without him. They won seven games without him. They, uh, I, th- I think they could have challenged the Lions for the division, but yep. you know, hot. You know, they had a lot of injuries. But y- y- you know, you never know if he decides to go. Then maybe Prescott's in play. Yeah. Well, I know that I'll be back here next week. I think Jim will be. <laughs> Jeff, are you down if the Packers win? Oh, I'm down. I'm down if they win. And I, I just, I just love how they've proven so many people wrong. And Jordan, they were so people who, who are looking for clicks, likes, shares are just before the season, all these national people just thinking, Oh, they're a disaster. They're a disgrace. Jordan Love cannot play. I got the quotes of national people who make a lot of money saying he can't play football. He can't do anything. This is a disaster. It's like yeah. whatever happened to nuanced perspective of just saying, right. we all know they're rebuilding. Give him, yep. give him time. You know yep. what I mean? It doesn't have to be, you know, he's not ready for Canton yet, but let, let's see what he's got. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for them to do this and for him to be so classy and so poised, mm-hmm. no matter what happens this weekend, I am so proud of the front office for the way they've handled this thing. And uh, you got it. I'm down if they manage to this. We if the Packers shocked the world this past weekend, I guess they shocked the uh, galaxy. If they, right. if they were right. to pull this one off. Yeah. You know, Jeff, that's that's what we're here for, to keep things all, you know, even keel. We're not going to go crazy. Right. We're going to give them a little bit of time. That's what we talked about at the, at the beginning of the year. Exactly. Hey, you know, this is a rebuilding year. We'll be happy if they get seven wins. Yep. That yep. was where we, that was where I, yep. at least that's what I said. Yeah. Um, Me too. We got three more already. Yep. Let's hope it's four. Well, right. I will say this, as I always say this at this time, and I should say it at the start of the podcast or before we start recording, is once we say goodnight on the podcast, you don't have to hang up. Uh, Jim or Jeff will talk a little bit after the podcast. Thanks again, Jeff, for taking time out of your schedule. Thanks, and Jeff. let's hope we do this again next week. You yes. bet. Thanks for being on. It's always fun to be on with you guys. All right. Sounds good, guys. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we talk to our friends Dave Bowl and Chad Honer. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word. 